This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Welcome to the Friday edition of Jets at Noon. Uh, am, I, am I here? Okay, there, there you is. go. I, oh, I thought I was going to have to do it. I was. Uh-oh. That was my shot. I'm not oh, just well. going to hand this over. I don't go down. I'm going to go down kicking and screaming, Jim. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta fight on your I'm hands. Done. You gotta fight on your hands. You're not just gonna see if there's some fight in Florida this weekend in a couple of games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just kind of the latest uh, before we head to our guest, which is Jamie Thomas, Jets radio color analyst, right here on 680 CGOB. He's going to help us uh, tee up the, a big weekend of games here, Florida, and then followed by Tampa Bay on Sunday. Um, this just in. This from uh, Ken Weeb. Uh, of course, 680 CGOB contributor, uh, Sportsnet's Ken Weeb. Uh, Hawk, uh, head coach Rick Bonus says Pierre-Luc Dubois won't play in either game this weekend, but the hope is he will join them for the game in Carolina. We'll wait and see. Of course, he suffered another injury, an upper body injury, uh, on Monday against the Sharks. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back for next Tuesday. Um, but these were the line rushers at practice today. Connor, Shifley, Niederreiter. Ehlers, Nemesnikov, and Wheeler, uh, Barron, Lowry, Appleton, Metalinen, Stenland, and Gustafson, and then uh, Morrissey, DeMello, Dylan, Pionk, and then and then Stanley and Schmidt. Pre-game gets going at 4, puck drop at 6, right here on 680 CJOB. And in Florida, Jamie Thomas. Jamie, how you doing? <laughs> Do you even have to ask? Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't Wow, walk. I right didn't out of the gate. Yeah, just like brag, brag, brag. That's what happens when you unleash a caged lion <laughs> of winter. Just right a ferociousness right out of the gate. You can't keep that wild stallion inside the gate for long. <laughs> Eventually, he's going to get through the gate. Honey, do, honey, do you want to kiss the kid? Oh, he's already gone, I guess. He's excited for this trip. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, make sure you power up the snowblower for when I leave. Yeah. I won't be here to do it. I want, I want all that snow <laughs> gone. When I like back that. Home. Just like no mess up. Uh, would you even have to ask? That's awesome, James. Uh, how was practice today? Uh, pretty good and li- very lively, right? It's, uh, you know, I don't think these guys really have any reason to be hanging their heads. And certainly the, the things haven't gone as, as well as they wanted to, but it's not like they're playing terrible either. So I, I think, you know, the spirit was up today, you know, lots of laugh and lots of, I'm clear the sun might play a role in that as well too. But I mean, I, overall you, you've added some pretty good players to your roster. Sure. Peel of Dubois, you know, not playing the next two games, but I, you know, Vladislav and the Mesikov has looked pretty good in the middle. And as a matter of fact, he's looking good wherever you put him. So uh, they're in a good place right now mentally, I believe. And now it's just about uh, going out the ice tomorrow night and, and playing well against Florida and getting two points. In your mind, Jamie, what's necessary this weekend? Well, I mean, realistically, you have, you got to win at least one of these two games. And But I, the, here's another thing. The schedule makers have kind of worked in the Jets' favor here this weekend, and it's very unique. When you go on the road, you play back-to-backs. It's very unique that the home team is also playing back-to-backs. So, like, Florida plays tonight against Chicago at home, and they'll play the Jets, and then Tampa's playing tomorrow night, and then they'll play the Jets on Sunday. So, to, to me, that's a unique uh, bonus going on here in that aspect. So, you gotta you got to take at least one of these two games, and hopefully, you know, three out of a possible four points. But we keep saying must win, must win. At some point, the wind's got to start pouring out. 
Yeah, and along those lines, I, I, you know, it's interesting, Jamie, what you said there because there's smiles, there's laughing. Like, yeah, we're all around this and we're watching this, and and it's not like the players aren't aware of that. But the other side yeah. of it is, is we played two pretty good games and we have a playoff spot right now. Like, it's they don't yeah. look at it as oh, and I think that's the perspective. I, I know that we don't always have, and especially some fans don't always have, but they don't look at it as oh, we can't slip another one. They look at it as yeah. we're in a playoff spot. We played two good games. We're gonna get some bounces. Like, let's go play some hockey and, and they have to look at it that way yeah 100 percent. i mean rick bonus said the other night like you know it's great it's yes it's, it's terrible that calgary and nashville are right on their heels but they have to win games too to get mm. past the jets so the jets are in a much better position is it a great position no but they're in the better position of, between them and the calgary and nashville too so eventually like the, the amount of scoring chances they generate against minnesota the other night a team that you know, came in, oh, they're going to be tough to get chances against. It didn't look like that to me. And sure, they were on the back end of the back-to-back, but the Jets had enough grade-A looks that they'd have to be happy with. And, you know, Florida isn't so defensively structured as, 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 as you know, Minnesota is. So if you're creating those chances, they got to go in. You're not going to get goalie three games in a row, the hope is, as well. So yeah. uh, at, at some point, this thing, this dam has to burst, to me. It's not like they're miserable. They're taking dumb penalties. They're getting themselves in holes. It's just they've been goalie back-to-back games. Um, they've generated more than enough. They played a hell of a game against Edmonton on Saturday. And you watch Edmonton. They go into Boston yesterday and they beat the Bruins. And Connor McDavid doesn't get a point. So that was a, that was a pretty good hockey team that they went head uh, you know back-to-back against uh, as well. So they're they're doing the right things, but just the results aren't there yet. I mean, there's there's still quite a few games left here on the schedule. I mean, 17, if, if I'm wrong, Jamie, please correct me. It's it's about consistency, I think. And this is just my viewpoint on this. It's about, like, if they if they go out there and they, you know, they put two great games together, but if they come out and they lay a couple of eggs, I mean, it, it, it just becomes, it becomes an irrelevancy, right? So it's like, it's, to me, it's about this team consistently finding that game that they found over the last two and then, and then moving forward here because, it's not like we're, we're sitting here at the beginning of April and there's six or seven games left. I mean, there, yeah. there's still a lot of room to maneuver. Not a yeah, lot, yeah. but not a lot no, of room. Yeah. Let me correct that, but there's still room to move. Yeah, you're not sitting there panicking and going and trying to fight your way into a playoff spot, too. That's the other thing that we have to keep in mind about what's going on here. So I, I just think you stay at it. You don't, you don't go step away from the way you've been playing. You've defended well. That's another thing that I haven't talked about enough. They've actually defended quite well. Uh, minus, you know, let's forget about you know the Oilers game because uh, everybody has a hard time defending the Edmonton Oilers. So, but they've defended very well against San Jose. They defended well against Minnesota. A couple of mistakes here and there that you can clean up, but they're getting there. They're getting back to that game that we saw them playing earlier in the year. Again, the results just aren't there. And let's not the one thing. The elephant in the room is that eventually the power play is going to start coming through for you. Like you can't keep going over. And expect to win tight hockey games. Yeah, the power play is, it, it can't be this bad for, for much longer. But the other point I want to ask you about is Connor Hellebuck. And Connor Hellebuck's never had a stretch like this in his career like he's had over yeah. the last five games. So I'm surprised that, you know, I'm not surprised this has happened. I mean, it happens to every player, whether no matter what position you're in. Um, but I can't see that lasting much longer either. What, what have you seen from him or how he's handling sort of this time where he's had four or five games where he's just not been himself? Well, uh, you and I, you guys, I all know Connor Hellebuck. It's the same personality, the same 
you know, even keel kind of guy. Very he hasn't had a bad himself. game yet, has he? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's where I was going next. So as long as he feels that way and he's still confident in himself, I think that you're good. And he, he's still your number one guy. You got to keep going back to him. And I even look at, you know, look at Jacob Markstrom in Calgary. He had like, I think eight shutouts last year, got his, just his first the other night. Like he's had a bad year and kind of got himself out of that. So I think people have to realize you're going to have tough stretches, although you don't want this stretch to be happening at this time of year. I also don't see this carrying on for much longer as the Jets improve their defensive game. Connor Hellebuck's going to get back on his game. So it's just, just those little, little tweaks that the Jets need a little bit more of. They need to save from their, their number one netminder. And then the power play has got to start, start scoring here. And we should start seeing two points coming up on the board, not one or zero. It's going to be a good test. I mean, this this if this is it. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's grind time. Road, it's grind yeah. time. It's got to start yeah. swimming. They got to get in a roll. They got to start. Baby. It's go time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta let the caged lion out. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's, I'm out. I'm out. I'm running loose. Uh, the players I, will be tomorrow. What's the vibe around Florida with with Paul Maurice there and the team's not doing anywhere near what they did last year? And I, I kind of felt that was going to happen. We saw what Calgary yeah. did with the trade and how they've struggled. I I didn't think Florida was going to be. I did not think Florida was going to be as good as last year. I didn't think no. they would be this poor either. But I didn't. I didn't think they'd come close to what they did last year. What's the vibe around there? And and especially Sergey Bobrovsky, who has kind of found his game again. Yeah. Well, that was. I think right there you just said one name that where why Florida wasn't playing as well as they were last year because Sergey Bobrovsky's game was on par, right? He was the Vezina Trophy candidate for the longest stretch, uh, was outstanding, and he did not play like that. And and the Panthers had a lot of big injuries uh, at the beginning part of the year. Uh, Barkov was out. That guy is irreplaceable in this lineup. So now they're start, but now you, you they've dug themselves such a hole that it's very hard to get out of your climate constantly climbing over trying to get over top of other teams to get back in the playoff picture you know ottawa's playing well right now that's kind of making it more difficult to get in pittsburgh the islanders i know the, the penguins blew a big lead last night to the islanders but there are lots of teams scrapping over those final playoff spots and uh, i just believe and what they're talking about here mainly is consistency has been a big issue for the panthers but and that that all starts at the back that starts in goal and if Bobrovsky's back on his game, that certainly helps the Panthers get back to where I don't. They'll never be like they were last year. That was a footloose and fancy-free way of playing hockey that doesn't didn't translate in the playoffs, especially against a playoff veteran team like the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but they're still a pretty damn good hockey team and that can score. So the Jets will be have to aware of that tomorrow. Tampa coming up here. I mean, they've been on a, a, a bit of a slide here. I think they've lost six of their yeah. last seven. Um, I mean, of course, this is a team you can never take lightly, though. On Sunday, With, no. of course, you got to take care of business against the Panthers. But um, you know, you got to you got to you got to play the the Lightning too as well on Sunday in this in this trip. And Lightning games are always a, a high event. So whatever uh, energy you have left over from Friday against the Panthers, you're going to need it for. For, or sorry, Saturday and then Sunday against the Panthers. Uh, from what? Or sorry, the Lightning. The Lightning. I watched them, their game last night. They fought back from three-one down. That's the thing. Like Vegas is a damn good hockey team, but Tampa comes back and ties that game up in the third period when they're down three-one. That's just the thing. They they just have so much elite talent that you can't back off for five seconds. But I I always find the Jets raise their game quite a bit with Tampa. You just I just. In my heart of hearts, believe they got to win this game tomorrow night to get them on some type of roll. You don't want to be, you know, going into Tampa going, oh, we got to win this one because Carolina is sitting around on Tuesday, and we've all seen what Carolina does of late. You think that Minnesota doesn't give a whole lot? Uh, Carolina's not given up anything as of late, and another shutout like for Kochetkov last night. 
And, you know, traditionally the last little bit when Winnipeg goes to Raleigh, it hasn't been fun either. So I, you, my heart of hearts, they got to win this first game to get this off in the right role and get that confidence back. I agree with you. They got to win tomorrow night and then go in uh, to Tampa, and, and they need Tampa to just have a bad game Saturday. And John Cooper benches the entire top six. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, help. That, that's if, fair. If yeah, Cooper everybody. benches the top six and the top four pairing, yeah, and Victor, and Victor Hedman's hurt too, right? So it's like that's yep. another another thing that's kind of been holding Tampa back. But still, three times Stanley Cup uh, final finalists, so oh, yeah. I, I, you can never overlook them ever. Jamie Thomas, Jets Radio Color Analyst down in Florida. Jamie, thanks so much. You take care, okay? Don't have too much fun. Okay, boy. Okay, I'll... I always uh, have to tell you that. For you guys. Yeah, yeah, because I'll, I know you're tearing the town up. up. Yeah, you're, yeah. We're going to have to make that a promo. Too, like, how, <laughs> how are you doing today? What do you think, chump? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't ask me that question. <laughs> thanks, James. Have a great call tomorrow. Okay, okay, boys. Have a great weekend. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. In my heart of hearts, too, Jim, to agree with, with Jamie, I think, you gotta, I think this is a game... If you can get a win tonight, it's going to get the good feelings going. It's going to help big time in these next two coming up tomorrow night. But yeah, I agree. Tomorrow with you. night, yeah, like, yeah. like they have. They, what Jamie said is they have to start getting rewarded because there's two good games in a row, and they haven't seen. They can't go three and four. They've got to keep this good play up and get something for it to get something rolling. Pre-game at four o'clock, puck drop at six, right here on six eighty CGOB Saturday tomorrow. The Florida Panthers and the Winnipeg Jets. We'll be right back. More Jets at noon. Free for all Friday. Get your text messages in 204-780-6868. And I just opened the phone lines. If you want to give us a give, talk, and hey, we got the phones open. So love to talk to you guys. Free for all Friday. See ya. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah Slay. <laughs> the one-minute power play with Sarah Slay McCarthy. <laughs> Uh, Shout producer, out to Tamana for that. Yeah, producer Tamana came up with that nickname. Sarah, it's got to have a snap in it. It's got to be Slay. Is it like, Slay or Slain? Just Slay. S L A Y. It's Slay because you slayed it yesterday. Yeah. You, the slayed, kids say. you slay it every day. Oh my gosh. Slaying it every day. Thank you. It's actually the power slay. Yeah, oh. Jim. Power you slay. Messed up, you messed up, Jim. The oh. one minute power slay with Sarah. Ma- I don't I can't say it's it. S- is it okay? Is it S-L-A-Y yes. or is it S-L-E-I-G-H? No. Like is it like a snow sleigh? No. S-L-A-Y. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Popeye Poitras? You need to get Popeye. it together. Popeye Poitras. She's been coming, trying to come up with a nickname today. Popeye Poitras. I like that, actually. Yeah. Popeye. Popeye? Pop, pop! <laughs> pop, pop goes the Glock. There we go. I don't this condone is... that sort of behavior whatsoever. No. Popeye, if you want to call me, that's okay. I'll go for Popeye. You like Popeye? I do like Popeye. Popeye Poitras? It's better than Pops Poitras, because that just means you're old. <laughs> Pops old. is not good. Mm-mm. Yeah. Do we have a question for Sarah today? Uh, yeah, today? Sarah, you've ever been to Florida? Did you want to pick Jets in Florida for this weekend? I have been to Florida once. Disney World. Yeah. Oh. Disney World. When was this? Last month? No, I wish. No, oh. like grade eight. Grade eight. eight. Eighth yeah. grade trip to no, Disneyland. It was not. No, I no, no, no. am going in a little bit, and that'll nice. be my third time in three and a half years. You Amazing. love Disneyland. I love Disney World. Like I, you're love like a it. man child. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's fun. I would go. Back hey, too. I, I just, you know what? And I'll tell you this, Jim. You're not going to believe me because your experience at Disneyland was very different. Mm-hmm. It's the most relaxing place <laughs> I've ever been. It's not the happiest place on earth. I've been to much happier places. Depends yeah. who you are. 
If you go in there with some, the right attitude. Some were upset. <laughs> oh, I see a lot of very upset fathers yes. walking around. Yeah. Counting My dad the, was one of them, for ca- sure. Counting the dollar <laughs> bills. <laughs> Papa, <laughs> Popeye McCarthy was not happy. This is, the, uh, this is the big all mistake. The waiting, all the waiting. Well, it's part of it. You just, yeah. oh, so what? You wait in a line, big deal. Yes. This is what I have to say. See, Jim, you made a very, you made an error, a very Uh-oh. big error. You took children there. Mm-hmm. It's not for kids. That's, all this song and dance, it's exactly for. exactly who it's for. No, it's not. <laughs> when growing adults are dressed up and doing jigs on the street. <laughs> That's not for you, Cam. When Snow White has candy in a basket, that's not for you. Well, then why it's is for it, kids? Well, then why is every parent I see there miserable, and I'm going there having the time of my life? He has a point. It's not for adults, though. I, although there was a ton. That's what blew me away about Disneyland in Anaheim was how many adults were there, like on dates or couples or yeah, honeymoons. It's awesome. Honeymoons. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what we have. You had your honeymoon at Disneyland. I did. I did. Disney World. Disney World. Sorry. Yeah, there's a Sorry. difference, too. There's I a, I made that mistake. There's a big difference. Where's the oh washroom here at Disney World? And it was like the whole park stopped. Like the music went, <laughs> it's Disneyland, man. Land. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have an awful time there. It was great for the kids. But <laughs> you go there and you think like it's the happiest place on earth. It's, and you get there and then people are like, it's hot and the lines. And yeah. stop eating that off the ground. And it's like. <laughs> Hey, don't worry about any hey, of that stuff. Snow White's over there. Take it easy, man. Yeah. Did you hear my uh, Disneyland story, Sarah? I have not. I was waiting with the infant while the other <gasps> child was on a ride, and I saw a man in a Calgary Flames hat. Okay. So I took the stroller over there, and I said, hey, Calgary Flames. And he looked at me, and he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm from Winnipeg. And he said, it happens. And then oh. walked away. Oh, that's See, rude. That guy oh, as I, well. As he walked away, I said, "I know. I'm just. We're both Canadian. I know yeah. more than one Canadian goes to Disneyland <laughs> at a time. I'm just making conversation." I met somebody from Calgary. That was a Stampeders fan. I was wearing my Bomber jersey. It was la- well, that was la- not the last time, but the time before. Yeah, he walked away, and I said, "Flames suck." <laughs> yeah, as you should. Yeah, and yeah. then that's when it stopped being the happiest place on earth. Yeah. That's when you held a grudge against nice everybody there. I, I did have a good time at Disneyland. It was just the four days of it. That's like you did yeah. four days. That's I think same three park? days, three in days, the same park yeah. to see that's it all. How we and, did it too. Oh, that's too much. You got to go one yeah. park. You have to leave yourself. You can't do everything. You have to just accept it. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Professional. I tried to leave my body and float over top as if I wasn't there, but I was there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Thank Sarah. You. That's your one-minute power play on a Friday with Sarah Slay McCarthy. Slay McCarthy. Uh, a lot of Disneyland stories for a Jets at Noon show. Too many. I vented. I feel I better. Just, I know. <laughs> You've been holding on to that for a while, haven't you? Hope the family's not listening. <laughs> we did also go to SoFi Stadium to see Poison Motley Crue and Def Leppard. Yeah. That so, was the real highlight. Yes, that and getting back to Anaheim. That's how you. That's how you were able to deal through, with three days through Compton. That's so that was a ride on its own. Well, that's something you got to see. But that's how you were able to get away. You're like, listen, I'll do three days at Disney. But that's how they got me. That's how they yeah. said. We'll you just go see Motley. I planned this trip to California. It's booked, and I got you tickets to take the young, the oldest to the concert. I'm like, awesome. And then we have three days at Disneyland. By the way, oh. 204 Is Vince Neil going to be there? <laughs> now, that would be worth it. Hey, you're going to go to Disneyland with Vince Neil. Oh, wow. Vince Neil is Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But anyway. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Loot in Florida. Usually loot in Seattle, but loot's in Florida today. Uh, excited to meet some Jets tonight and then see their practice Saturday at the well, uh, at the uh, Florida Ice Den. A big trip on Sunday. I met uh, both Maurice and Compon. An update. Uh, Tina Compon is getting local cancer treatment there, doing very well. Um, oh, that's great to hear, actually. Like, what, a loot, what a guy. Loot, like, yeah, checks Lute, in on him. That's, that's actually very nice of you. That's um, how Mrs. Compton's doing. That's uh, awesome. Good to hear she's doing well. Yeah, the sudden weather is a godsend in her breast cancer fight. I am deli- Well, that's where she stayed in Anaheim for most of it until the, I'm delivering a uh, card signed by 50 Jets fans to her. Wow. Holy moly, Loot. What a, what a stud. You know what? That was a phenomenal part of Disneyland is the three times I was there every day I saw some like children's wish kids and just put I mean, that's my point about it. how can you not be happy here like there when you see the children's wish kids getting to Disneyland it made my day every day. Yeah, there's um there's a lot of like great moments uh watching kids there and I said yeah. I know I said that it's not for children and it isn't I stand by that. But this, you know, there's there's nice moments. That's what I did. Like most of the time, I was just standing around <laughs> trying well, to stay hydrated you, with the little one. But watching, and I, I'm I'm sort of half joking. Like there was a lot of miserable people there, but there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of really happy people there okay. too. And that's what I had a good time watching the kids have a blast. Very and, quickly, um, I was there. Well, the first time I was I was there recently. Um, I was there with, there was a father and he had three boys, three young boys and they were having, I guess they got lightsabers yeah. and they were having a lightsaber fight. One was like, I'm the dark side. And then was like, I'm the light side. They were having a lightsaber duel and the father was at his wits end. He was counting all the dollar signs he spent and he said, you two put those away. We're getting out of there. Yeah. And the other one went. I, I, I'm very fortunate. Like my, my uh, girlfriend did a fabulous trip. We had an outstanding time. We also had days at the beach and stuff too. And, and also Are you getting text messages right now? Astros. Are you getting text messages? No, but I did check just in Are case. Are you checking? Are you getting text messages right now? Is that <laughs> was, why all of a sudden you're was, like, I had a great time actually. All this I was, other stuff. I was very, that, I, I'm, I'm watching you, Jim. I was very afraid of it's coming <laughs> in going, I am never taking you anywhere again. <laughs> No, I, uh, it was it was a great trip. So, anyways, let's talk. Uh, yeah, two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. The Jets will do all right. This texture says if they find someone who will go in front of the net on the PP. That's what Nino Niederreiter has been doing, and I've been seeing a lot yes. of publications. Um, he's been the the Jets' best uh, player over since he's come back, and he's been a point per game player, four points uh, in four days, and that's been a big part of it. And that's how the power play is going to get going, Jim. I understand, like, it's been struggling. It's This can't continue much longer. They're going to have a breakout game. Um, but, I mean, they've been saying it for a long time. Greasy goals. They've got to find a greasy one on the power play. And that's literally what they have to do. Well, it's interesting that, like, against Edmonton, they needed some greasy goals, and, and they got some. But that's – I heard that on the post game too. Dwayne Gilawoychek, one of our Jets analysts uh, and coach, said – like the power play works the same way. Like if you need a goal in five on five, if you need a goal on uh, the power play, you have to go to the net. But it, it, it's, I mean, I felt like we covered so much ground with the Jets this week about what yeah. they need to do, what they have to do. And then, like I said, I thought they played two, two pretty good games, um, but they didn't get rewarded. And that goes back to what Jamie Thomas was saying when he joined us live from Florida in the first segment was just that like, like they're not down. They're not like they're playing okay. They're playing good. Like in their minds, they're going to get a bounce here or there. They're going to like they just have to keep playing that way. Um, but I, I understand the fever around it and stuff. But I wonder if the power play is going to be changed at all. I wonder mm-hmm. if there's going to be some different personnel on it. And um, 
But man, when they got chances against San Jose, it, it was from the bumper position. Like yeah. go to the net, use that spot, and and get some rebounds. Bobrovsky's surprisingly playing well the past couple of months. He lost the starting job at the start of the year. I totally, think. totally, yeah, it did. And then he's he's earned his way back. So, but it's it's a cliche, but it's one game at a time. But I, I'm with Jamie Thomas and you. They've got to win this game tomorrow night. It, yeah, like they can't lose it three two. I often, I, I actually think if they lose tomorrow night's game, it's better to lose at six one and play poorly. I if actually, they play another really good game and don't get a point out of it, it's that's when I think frustration sets. Uh, I think you're right about that, Jim. I think you're right. It's more they can. It's easier. It's an easier pill to swallow if you go out there and stink it up, and be able to. I mean, of course, you never want to lose any games. You don't want to play poorly and, and anything like that. But uh, Bob Irving had a great tweet uh, earlier today. Um, that I want to I want to get out here. This is from Bob Wheeler. Zero goals in the last. Of course, six eighty CGOB. Great uh, former voice of the Bombers here in six eighty CGOB. Uh, Wheeler zero goals in his last eleven games. Ehler zero in his last seven. Connor one in his last eight. Shifley two in his last eight. Hellebuck twenty two allowed in the last five. Big guns need to step up this weekend, or Jets might be done. Well, he's right. Like that's what I. That's was... tough. It's tough to argue with that. In the week when everybody was sort of saying Wheeler this, Wheeler that, and I'm like, okay, if if he's that old and he's no good anymore in your in your mind, then why are you talking about him? Like to me, it doesn't go as if Wheeler goes. Mm-hmm. Wheeler's a contributor, and I think he needs to step up a little bit as well. But to me, when I look at this team and, and they need to score and they need to find a win, I don't look for Wheeler to be the difference maker. I look for him to be a contributor. I yeah. look for Shifley, Dubois. Now Dubois is out. Yeah. Connor, Ehlers. I mean, the point is not lost on me. I've said it yesterday. Nito Ninorider's been here for five games. He has four points. Yeah. He's going to the net. He's doing exactly what they, they needed him to do. Everybody has to do that. Everybody has to start, you know, elevating their game. And some guys are playing well, and that's the level of their elevation. Other guys can go another step or two, and that's the players that Bob just listed there. I look at it. And then I think Connor Hellebuck's got to get back on track. Yeah. They need him back. They need him back on track. It's as simple as that. They're going to need him down the stretch here. Um, uh, Dave Wise says sometimes you have to battle and play playoff hockey going into the playoffs. Uh, it was a good look for St. Louis in 2018, 2019. I agree. Like I, it, it, they have 18 games left. They got to get going. Here. 17. 17 games left. Yeah. They got to get going here by game nine or ten left. Ten or nine left. They've got to start like what we saw today or, mm-hmm. or this week. If they keep this up, I know the results weren't there. But they've got to be playing at this level that we saw against San Jose and Minnesota going into the last 10 games of the season. And yeah. and then, you know, they might get something going. But not only just for the playoff spot, but they, they have to – one of the things that I've seen more and more is when you limp into the playoffs, it's rare that you turn that into three rounds. Yeah, it's true. You might win a, a series or two. Uh, but but going uh, a distance is is. I've seen teams leap in and win a series, but but how many times have we seen teams going in hot that maybe yeah. aren't the top seed, maybe three, four, five, maybe even six? It's rare that you see an eight or seven really, really. And there are dry, the St. Louis's, there are the L.A. Kings, mm-hmm. who on the last day of the regular season got into the playoffs in the eighth seed and they won the Stanley Cup that year. Like there's something to be said about grinding it out, working it. But but the reason it's that way is because you're you're sort of working for wins and everything. So um I, I thought I think the two additions have been Nemestikov in the second line center again. I thought he had a good mm. game against Minnesota, but I There's mean reason what, why he what a role for him. It. He's yeah. he comes out of Tampa Bay via San Jose and all of a sudden he's in the top six and 
and doing well. So, but they've if they keep playing the way they're playing, and Connor Hellebuck gets back to to what Connor Hellebuck can do. They should be okay, I think, in both games in Florida. Uh, Neil says, I'm staying positive with the Jets. Go, Jets, go. And Clifford says, Clifford here, uh, will the Jets make the playoffs if they lose 10 games from their remaining 17? Great show, guys. I mean, uh, I wouldn't want to play that way. I mean, I think there's still it's still possible. They're four points up on Calgary and six points up on Nashville. Well, that goes right to the point that we're trying to make, Jim. It's like, okay, sure, you can still make the playoffs, but what kind of position are you going to be heading into the postseason? And if you're going to be going seven and ten over the last little bit, I mean that's not a, that's not the spot you want to be in in the in heading into the postseason. They're two six and two in their last ten. They've got to be a five hundred team over these seventeen games at least. I think they got to be higher. They've got to they've got to you know you can't be two six and two is the problem. You can't have four more regulation losses or two more regulation losses than win. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we take a break here, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers have fired general manager Chuck Fletcher and promoted franchise great Danny Briere to the interim job. Uh, this, to me, uh, reads as ownership incensed with their general manager, who has not made the playoffs only once over the five-year term that he's been around, um, missing out on moving James Van Riemsdyk and other pieces and being unable to I do that. I don't know how you didn't do that. Even for fourth anything. round picks. At the end of it, just I get do it how for the anything. market changed on him because Washington and Nashville called it a season two weeks prior to the deadline and started offloading. And usually teams five or six points out of the playoffs never do that, let alone do it that early before the deadline. So it caught teams like Philadelphia off guard. But that being said, and John Tortorella said after the deadline, he was yelling at the media, he's like, You don't think he tried? <laughs> Look, I, and I've said this before, if you're mad the Jets didn't load up, the Jets at least have a team. Could you imagine being the Flyers, not having a good team at all, and doing nothing to improve the future? Yeah, I mean, I, Chuck... Ben Reinsdyk is leaving for free. Chuck Fletcher... you didn't even get a fourth-round pick for him? Chuck Fletcher's been around a long time. I understand that the market changed on him, but you got to make something happen there. You've been around long enough. And you know what? I don't. I didn't like his tenure in Minnesota. I don't know how a, at ten to two, you're not calling teams going. Give me a fifth round pick for him. I need something thank for him. Goodness for guys like Bill Gurian as well as Dean Evison and the guys that they have in the Minnesota Wild locker room because those contracts that Chuck Fletcher signed in Minnesota next year is going to be over f- like f- over fourteen and a half million dollars that they're going to have a dead cap space because of those deals that Chuck Fletcher signed. I'm not a, not you know I uh, he's been around long enough. Even if he does get caught on off guard, he knows he's got to make some moves. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Pre-game, 4 o'clock, puck drop at 6, Saturday, Winnipeg Jets, Florida Panthers right here on 680-CJOB. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Jeffrey Forche, thank you so much for doing a great job, once, as always, for I producing the show. I am thinking of Vince Neal at Disneyland. <laughs> how, what do you, how, you think he could walk the distance? He couldn't walk all that. He'd need, like, some assistance. Yeah, get me on the Star Wars ride. Sam. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.